Thank you guys for joining me on Every Ray Living. You already know it is your girl, Rayette. Welcome. First and foremost, as always, thank you guys for taking this time out of your day, allowing me to be a part of your day, allowing me to talk you through whatever you're doing or whatever you're going through. Uh, real quick, I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you guys, I hope you guys had a great um, 4th of July weekend. I hope you got to hang out with your friends and your family eat a whole bunch of food and just enjoy the moment. And if you just were hanging out by yourself, I hope you had an enjoyable time, you know, hanging out by yourself or your immediate family or whatever you did. I hope you just had a great time. Um, I had a good time, but it wasn't so much on the fourth. It was on uh, the second, which would have been that Saturday, I believe. And it was with my grandkids. Um, They were celebrating their um, birthday uh, party. And so it was so fun and it was so nostalgic. And it just brought me back to when I was a kid. It made made me think about when my kids were kids and it was just so fun. And um, I'm telling you, that was the highlight of my weekend um, that Saturday. So whatever you did on the 4th, I hope you, you know, really just got to enjoy and take it all in because that is the most important thing about holidays. It's just enjoying yourself, enjoying your family. Um, Pre-COVID, I think we had a different mindset about the holidays and hanging around people and so on and so forth. I think pre-COVID, this is just my opinion, we kind of felt the pressure to have something and have everyone over or go somewhere that you didn't really want to go, you know, because you didn't feel like going. But because it's the holidays, you, you know, position yourself to be like, okay, I'm going to aunt such and such as I'm going to uncle such and such as I'm going to cousin such and such. And then I'm coming home. And we're not going to be there all day, you know? So once you get past that, you, you realize you have a good time, but then COVID came along and cut a lot of things out for a couple of years. There was no going to nobody's house. There was no going, um, to the uh, beach and this, that, and the third. I mean, everything was hard to do. So you just had to improvise and that was stay at home with your family, your immediate family, that's it. Nobody, nobody could come over and you really couldn't go anywhere. And I think after that happened and then things started lifting, I think people gained a different respect for themselves, their family, and the importance of yes, going places and having fun. But I think people understood the assignment about making sure you are having fun at home first. And at home doesn't necessarily mean at home in your physical home, uh, but at home within you. You are a safe place. You're okay and you're comfortable with being with you and around you. And I think a lot of people got a chance to tap into that. And I'm saying all that to say this, because now if I were to ask someone what they're doing uh, for the holidays, uh, I work in a place where I see people from all different walks of life, all different type of job settings, titles, and all that. And before it would be pre-COVID, it was, oh, we're going here, we're going here. Oh my goodness. You know, they would, it would be fun. You know, they would, you know, they'd have fun being around their family, but you could just hear the stress and all the different places they would have to go. But fast forwarding, um, after COVID, everyone is like, I'm going to hang out at home and drink some wine and watch some Netflix and just chill because they realize you don't have to do all that. You don't have to be all these different places or you'll hear them say, I'm just going to throw a couple things on the grill and we're just staying home. We're not going anywhere. And again, I credit all of that to COVID opening up our eyes that we don't always got to be and do um, what everybody need us to be and do. There's places uh, we can go without having to be around people 24 seven. 
So I said all that to say, however you uh, spent um, your holiday weekend, I hope you had a great time, whether it was with a whole bunch of people or you was just solo. Um, I also want to say this, um, a girl that uh, I didn't, I went to school with her, but she wasn't in my grade. She was more in my cousin's grade. Um, so there was like, I think maybe two years ahead of us. Uh, her name was Temple and she uh, passed away um, a few days ago at this point, probably a week ago. And I literally just found out um, Temple and I wasn't like best friends or anything like that. But I would like to say she was a. I don't I know we need, I know we use the words friends too loosely, but Temple was someone that. When I saw her, she was the same. She was sweet. She was always nice. And I remember that about her all the time, even when we talked. So even though she wasn't a close friend or anything like that, um, she just, if I thought about her, I, I would not feel like she was an associate. I wouldn't say that about Temple, even though we weren't like best friends or anything like that. Um, every time I saw her, she was always nice. She was always sweet. We always talked and laughed. And she would always tell me how I, uh, how the memory she has of me, every time she thinks of me, how I used to dance and all this other stuff. And it was a funny and fond memory that she always had of me. And I'm sure, pretty sure she had a lot of other memories because we always laughed and have fun. But she always smiled and laughed when she would tell that story. And so I would always have a memory of Temple being funny, nice, and sweet, and and just a lovable person. And I'm not even just saying that because she passed away, but it's just so crazy how people can have the fondest memories of you that makes them laugh. And, and they think about that because obviously it left an impression somewhere, somehow, even if it was nothing more than just making her laugh, you know, when she thinks about that, that's heartfelt, you know what I mean? Because um, we all want people to have great memories of us, you know? And I always just laughed every time we would talk about how I always loved to dance and so on and so forth. And yes, your girl used to love to dance back in the day. Um, not so much now. No, I'll say this. I do like to dance now. But the dances that these you know girls out here doing now is not for me, who's 47 years old, about to be 48. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, those dances aren't for your girl, but I did love me some MC Hammer. I was a Janet Jackson fan. Um, true. I mean, you, I'm telling my age, honey, anybody from back in the day, um, I was there. I wanted to be a rapper, a singer. I love me some MC Light, Queen Latifah, um, uh, Janet Jackson, In Vogue. I mean, your girl was out chill thinking she was going to go to Hollywood. But anyways, um, I just remember Temple always being a nice, sweet person. But I said all that to say this, you know, my condolences to her family. Um, and I know this kind of could sound corny, rest in peace, Temple, but she's in heaven. So um, she is resting and she's not sick anymore. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys, be very cognizant of how people always want to crack jokes and laugh and talk about things that are so funny that they think is funny because they want an audience and they want somebody to kiki with them, but be very cognizant of people who are always trying to be funny. Dot, dot, dot. Cause they're trying to be funny. 
And you just got to be careful of that. And as I've gotten older, I don't find a lot of things to be funny anymore. You know, I don't find your jokes to be funny. I don't find anything to be funny that could be offensive. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket on being funny because I like to think I can be a funny person too. But I don't try to crack jokes to insult people. If I'm going to insult you, I'm insulting you because it's it's a need for it. It's the mood has called for it. But if I'm going to crack a joke, I like to laugh and make sure it's a funny joke. You know, I'm reading the room. I'm really not trying to be offensive. And it has to be in line with what we're all laughing about. But I don't find it funny when people want to crack jokes and think it's funny because they're cracking the joke and they get a few laughs. But then in kind, I deliver a joke back and give it to you the way you displayed it. It's just funny. You know, I didn't know. Um, if I do it to you, the sad part about that is it's never received the same way that it was given out. When a person cracks a joke or try to be funny, um, that's what it is. I'm just a joke. I'm just being funny. I was just, you know, I'm just messing around, not realizing that joke kind of trickled down to the person or persons. You laughing, you got a whole audience laughing, but is it funny if the person in kind delivers the same joke back in the same context, but a different spin on it, how maybe they saw something and then cracked the joke? It's, I guarantee you, it's never, it's never going to be delivered and received the same way they delivered and wanted you to receive their joke. Trust me on that. It's never going to be done like that. When you receive it, after they put it out, it's your sensitive. You don't know how to take a joke. It wasn't about you. Or you must have felt like it was about you if you said something. When the whole joke is tailored around the individual or individuals. But you're not supposed to take offense to it, even though it's got your name all on it. It's got other people's names all on it. You're not supposed to react because it's funny. But then if you say something in kind, in line with that joke or comment or whatever, it's not going to be funny. Mm-mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into a whole nother thing. You know, it's going to be you and your feelings. It's going to be you, 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 you. But that energy, when they was putting it out, oh no, it, it, you ain't, they're not supposed to get no backlash. They're not supposed to have nothing but the laugh. And that's where I'm at in my life. I don't find a lot of stuff funny anymore. There's too many other things in my life that I enjoy laughing and smiling about. Backhand compliments, side jokes, trying to be funny, funny, but you really are being funny. Those aren't funny to me because all it makes me want to do is have a sit down with you and let's talk about some things. Let's talk about 500 things you could have said that was funny. And why this one, why, why this particular thing was funny. But again, you know, that's just my take on it. I'm just very, you know, cognizant of that now. I'm very, you know, arms folded, blank stare when you want to, you know, crack a joke. Because again, do not crack jokes at the expense of trying to insult other people to get a laugh. Because then you're not going to like the ramifications that come after that, you know, because I'm not trying to hear, oh, I was just joking. Um, I didn't mean it like that. And so on and so forth. I don't care how you meant it. Once you put it out there and how I received it, I'm responding to it. Don't get me wrong. Don't respond to every little silly thing, but start having a standard 
of what you're going to allow people to say that's funny and not so funny because everything's not funny to me. I'm not laughing at everything you say because at the end of the day, in the beginning of the next, too many comedians have proven that, yeah, it's funny. We're telling it as a joke, but underneath a joke is some seriousness, some realness. You mean some stuff underneath there. And that's why I'm just taking um, things that are supposed to be funny. Oh, I'm taking them as you being funny. So on to the next. So August 14th, I am turning 48. So for those of you who are new to my podcast and, you know, just start listening to me last year, I turned 47. And in respect to turning 47, I chose to take 47 days to be intentional about some things. So I took 47 days to do some things I was intentional about and to not do some things I was intentional about. So if I didn't want to go anywhere, my intention was not to go. If I wanted to do something, my intention was to do it. I took that time. I took 47 days to just invest in me, get creative about some different things and so on and so forth. And at the end of the week, I did a podcast and I updated you guys on what I did, um, what revelation I came across. Um, In those 47 days, I fasted at some point. I never knew what day I was going to fast. I just knew I was going to. And I did that. And, you know, I took time and I journaled um, almost every day. You know, I was intentional about setting aside a time to do X, Y, and Z. I was intentional about eating certain things, trying certain things, not doing certain things, not trying certain things, you know. And when I say um, trying certain things like different foods, um, cooking things different, um, just trying a lot of different things. And I either did a video on it or I got on, um, my podcast every week. And I shared at the end of the week, what I did that week, not everything in its entirety, but, um, I just shared something, certain things just to inspire someone because sometimes we get caught up on what, what am I going to do on my birthday? Especially if you don't have any plans to do anything. And I didn't have any plans when I turned 47 of what to do or what I wanted to do. I just knew I decided I was going to take every year and be intentional about, you know, doing something or not doing something. And it was so fun and it was so exciting. So I said, you know, this year I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do 48 days. And it was, it was hard, you know, because I made a choice not to um, do certain things. I made a choice not to be on Facebook and I'm not even on Facebook now. You know, those 47 days helped me break a habit. And not that I was like glued to um, social media, but I just was, it just opened my eyes to so many different things. And here it is. I'm not on um, Facebook anymore. Um, Don't get me wrong. Every now and then I may, you know, go on there and look like after finding out Temple passed, I did kind of log in just to, you know, get some updates and stuff just to see, because I hadn't heard about it. And it's crazy. You know, it really was on Facebook um, that, you know, she had passed away or whatever. And um, I mean, I do, you know, respect Facebook for stuff like that, because if I was on Facebook, I would have known she passed, but I'm not. So I didn't know it right away, but I'm excited about what I'm going to do on my birthday, which I have no idea. I have nothing planned, but I just know it's going to be a great um, day and it's going to be a great 48 days. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to make a list of um, 
some things I definitely want to do and I'm definitely, you know, working on. So I'm just excited. So that's what I'm doing for my birthday in August. So I'm on the countdown um, to then. And if your birthday's coming up uh, and you want some ideas of what to do, you can start by doing that. However, however old you're going to turn, take those days and be intentional about doing some things or not doing some things. And I'll say this, guys, doing that last year, opened my eyes to so many things. It was self um, revelation about some things that I had been holding on to. Um, I have now let go. Um, it had opened my eyes to um, a lot of a lot of my insecurities that I have about driving and so on and so forth. And it just doing that was the foundation for doing things that were you know gonna you know come up in the future. So for example. I'm not a big person who like driving on the highway. You know, I'm going to tell you in March, guess what I did? For those of you who already know this because you've been listening, this is like old news to you. But I drove myself by myself to the airport, flew to see my friends by myself, drove on the highway coming back. Well, I flew back, but I drove myself from the airport. I did all that. It wasn't my first time flying. It wasn't my first time, you know, flying out to Florida to see my friends because when I went um, before, Jada went with me and then my friends with me. So it's not my first time flying or doing anything, but it was my first time that I drove to an airport. And this was a smaller airport, but it was still on the highway nonetheless. And that was the first time that I ever did that. And it was just the first time that I just did it all by myself, you know, and doing that intentional, that 47 days of being intentional helped me set set that as a goal for the summer. I'm going to start doing more things. I'm going to start, you know, going here, going there, because guess what? If you wait on people to take you places, you might be waiting forever. You know, a lot of people aren't going to break their neck to make sure you do X, Y, and Z, unless it's something in it for them. So I just, it just made me want to travel more by myself. Now, I'm not telling you I want to do that by myself because it's cool to be going on trips with your boo because that's the goal too, for me to be in his loving arms, traveling and doing different things. But it made me appreciate doing things by myself. You know, you get a different respect for yourself and other people who do it all the time, you know. So going to the airport by myself, getting on a plane by myself and all that, Granted, I wasn't the only person doing that, but it definitely uh, awakened something in myself that I didn't know that was there. So because I was able to do it by myself, you know, I'm looking at myself like, oh, girl, you bad. You bad. And again, being intentional for those 47 days, it has you look into yourself to see some of the things that you need to polish up, some of the things you need to relax on, because sometimes we can be too rigid with things and we don't get to enjoy the small things in life. We're too busy trying to tackle everything else and you miss the most important, simple, valuable things when you stay uptight. But so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. So stay tuned for that. And um, one last thing. Um, social media can be a booger. It can make you think a lot of things. And what you're thinking is not reality. Um I'm going to end with this of why you shouldn't get caught up in other people's hype for you. Get caught up in your own hype. I don't follow this young lady, but she was on TikTok. She has like 
1.4 million followers. I mean, she's got, it's in the millions, okay, followers. And she made bracelets and so on and so forth. Well, she had this little event and she wanted, you know, people to show up. She had, you know, it was a, it was a big to-do. Like she had made it where you could come and get bracelets, you can come and buy them, whatever. Out of all these millions of followers she has, she, no one showed up. No one showed up. And you know, a lot of those followers are probably people in her hometown. Now, it's a difference between being a supporter and a follower. That's one thing. We get that. But if you have that many followers and you have something and no one shows up, that is a true indication that you do not need to get caught up with how many people are liking you and following you on these social media platforms. That's why you got to be your own cheerleader. If no one else is your cheerleader, you got to be your own cheerleader because millions and millions of followers and supporters or whomever they are, I'm sure a lot of those people liked her stuff when she was sharing it. But when she got ready to show up, to sell her stuff, not one person showed up. And she showed it. She showed nobody came. It was to the point she ended up having like to give some of her things away. It's just a test because she's going to do fine. She's going to get the following she needs. Not what she wants. She's going to get the following she needs. So do not get caught up if you're doing something and only two people is looking at it. Don't worry about that. Be okay because it's those two people. If no one is showing up, be okay with you showing up. And it's a hard cookie to crack. It's a hard reality to accept when you're seeing all these followers on um, your social media platform and then you have something and no one shows up. The worst feeling ever. But keep showing up. Be your own cheerleader. And step outside of thinking because you've got a million followers, they really love and like you. Because that's a quick way to get your face cracked. Thinking everything you see shining is gold, as my mom used to say. Everything you see shining ain't gold. And that's the truth. Just because you got a million and two followers does not mean anything. It means nothing. You just got to keep doing you and understand you can't be doing it for followers and likes and all that. You got to just truly do it from your heart. Otherwise, you're going to be disappointed. Um, I'm not saying you don't want your stuff to sell. I'm not saying any of that because I sell T-shirts and all that good stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I've had a lot of people buy stuff from me. It didn't start out like that. And if I measured how many shirts I sold or soaps I sold based off of how many likes and views I got on my social media, honey, I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to go off of one hand. And I'm going to tell you, the likes ain't going to you know, leave the fingers because I can count them. So, you know, don't get caught up in that. Just make sure you're staying true to you. I don't get on my podcast to see how many people's listening. Because if one person is listening, that's all that matters. If one million people are listening, that's fine. But it's not what matters because it has to take one person to get to a million. You know, nothing happens overnight. And even if somebody did have something overnight that appears to look like it happened overnight, they have worked along the way. They have put in the work that you don't see behind the scenes. You're just seeing it look like it went to a million. No, it did go from 
one to a million. They had to go through some things to get to that point. So always make sure you're not doing things for attention and likes and all that. Make sure you're doing it from your heart. And if you get the likes and all that good stuff, that's fine. But just make sure you're staying true to yourself. So that way you're not disappointed. And don't get me wrong. We all want somebody looking like our stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm not being that person. I'm just saying the girl that had all those followers and, you know, end up having an event and nobody showed up. It was very telling. It's very telling how people get caught up in your hype. And people probably genuinely did like what she had. But just because people like what you have and what you're selling don't mean they're going to show it for you. Those are not your people. Find out who your real people are and go there and go there. And that doesn't mean they're going to be people that you know and you talk to all the time. But on that note, I'm glad I got to hang out with you guys. I'm about to go get my coffee, get my day started because your girl got to go to work. Hopefully they will tell me to come in later because my feet hurt and I don't feel like standing, but you know, you got to work, you got to work, you got to do what you got to do. But on that note, I hope you guys have a wonderful um, rest of your week, weekend, whatever it is for you. And you already know until the next time we're going to talk about it.